All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. With us today, we've got Dave Crookshank from Dash, and joining us as always, Jim Culver and Marty Zamora. Welcome, everybody, and Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. And just to give a rundown for those who, uh, Dave is a four-time Olympian, also the founder of uh, DC Hybrid Skating, and right now I mentioned Dash and uh, MLX Skates, and just a former Kings uh, skating coach. And, you know, uh, just David, uh, uh, basically, you know, your, your career as an Olympian to set the stage for all this awesome stuff that's going on now. And I guess, what, what is it about uh, your, your uh, Olympian history that has uh, transformed into all your different projects since? Uh, great question, but it, yeah, I just got my hands a in a lot. loaded question, I know. Loaded question, yeah, I got my hands in a lot of different buckets right now. So like you say, I, I still work for the LA Kings and do the skating stuff for the Kings. Um, I also starting another skate. Um, I started MLX skates and then we sold that to Easton um, and then Easton sold off to Bauer. And then I started another skate company called the Cosi. Um, I also have my skating business, which I coach um, from NHL guys to college guys to AAA hockey players to high school hockey players, which is DC hybrid skating. And then now I've started this other kind of baby project of the Dash speed skating team in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, out of the Pettit National Ice Center here, where we started a 501c3 and are really trying to kick uh, speed skating back up in the United States. Our numbers have really dropped off dramatically over the last 20 years since the Salt Lake City Games in 2002. Um, and we're looking to ramp those numbers back up because Salt Lake City is making a bid for 2030 or the 2034 Olympics. Um, my daughter is now skating as a 22 year old and been on the three junior world teams and, and moving her way up the ladder towards the World Cup speed skating team. So, yeah, I just got my hands kind of all over the place in a lot of different buckets and it keeps me busy and it keeps me young and I'm excited to be in the projects and meeting a lot of people and doing a lot of fun things in life. Dave, when do you sleep? <laughs> Soon. Soon is the case. Yeah. No, not not enough, probably. But yeah, there's a lot going on. Well, as Mr. Petty likes to remind us from time to time, although he is gone, you don't slow down. You never grow old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's always time to rest, as they say, when you're on the other side of the dirt. It'll be quiet there. I'll drop a little Zevon on us and we'll sleep when we're dead. Yeah. So up. Uh, and I mentioned in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and just uh, the, the hotbed there in past years with uh, Wisconsin. And uh, as you're starting to groom people and get ready for that next level with Salt Lake City Games, it, are you finding a lot of people just is that still uh, is going to resuscitate or uh, as they come to you? And uh, what, what, what's, it really, what's it really is. Like right now? Yeah, the heritage in, in West Dallas, the rink is technically under Milwaukee. Um, but it is in West Dallas. It's, you know, 50 feet off the base of where the rink outside rink was the old state fair rink. It's still in the state fair grounds, just moved over a couple feet. Uh, but that's the likes of the Eric Heidens, the Dan Jansons, the Bonnie Blairs, um, all the greats, Chris Whitty, you know, the greats of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and Wisconsin in general um, has produced so many quality Olympians. I grew up in Chicago and we had our fair share as well in North Shore um, and Northbrook. Um, but Wisconsin has a, a premier history. And when you go to 
still to, you know, whether it's a coal store, grocery store in the community here today, it still really has a speed skating feel to it. And I think uh, we've had 150 kids, 156 kids try speed skating in the area this year that not, not wouldn't be involved in speed skating in any way. So we're really trying to make access to achievement and giving these kids the ability to have access to the sport. So many kids, there's a ton of schools in the area right around um, the rink and not many kids even know that speed skating is an option. Um, and really all you need is a pair of skates. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, kids in the inner city, kids around Milwaukee area, kids in the suburbs, kids on the North shore of Chicago, you have kids coming down from Minneapolis, you have kids coming over from Michigan. So it really is the powerhouse of speed skating because of the location. And because as you know, growing up in Wisconsin, um, the Midwest has a heritage for skating and for outdoor sports. And, you know, we're just trying to tap into that again and really get kids excited about the outdoor um, skating and outdoor sport and the Olympics again. And it's it's proving quite powerful in, in a very short amount of time. And with being such a hotbed there, obviously, with the, the Big Ten and hockey, how, yeah. how much are, are you able to siphon off some of the hockey guys? Oh, a lot. That's one of our key components here is, is getting into the hockey market with kind of three different phases, right? You have your kids that just didn't make the high school team or didn't make the AAA team or didn't get invited to college. You have your kids that maybe were concussed um, and have injuries. And so they still love skating, but, um, you know, they just can't play the game anymore. And then the other market really is the ladies market, which is, you know, ladies have the opportunity to play college hockey, but very few and far between actually get to go on um, pass that, which is quite a shame. But we might have another avenue for them, which is in speed skating, and they can continue on with their athletic career in skating if they have, um, you know, kind of that that speed genetic and, and really want to go fast. And I want to throw this to Marty for a second, because as I mentioned uh, in the pre-show that uh, he's a Los Angelino guy, Southern California. And Marty, when you, you were there when they brought the, the Kings to, to LA. And so uh, what did, uh, did that tap into anything that you, that you can remember? And then, and then uh, follow up, uh, Dave, to you with that one is your, your continued work with the Kings. Have you been able to get anybody from there that you could see a, as a potential speed skater Olympian? Oh, my, I've, I'm going to say 50 Kings games. We went all the time. Uh, the Great Western Forum is what it was called. And I'll tell you what, uh, I was a big fan of the, you know, <laughs> the beef. As you can tell, I'm not exactly a speed guy. But uh, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you said you teach, uh, you, you have a speed camps. Yeah. Uh, for hockey players. Now, that sounds awesome because, I mean, for most sports, you have that. You'll have a, a, a strength guy and you'll have a speed guy. And football has that. Soccer has that. Uh, but do you find that uh, you get more clientele, we'll call them, from the big guys that can't hardly move that need to be able to just get down the ice or the fast guys that want to get faster? Uh. Good question. It really, cause guys go, man, you're, you're like, you're the skating coach for the Kings, man. Don't they know how to skate already? <laughs> and, um, and the answer is yes and no. 
Um, so a lot of the, the background in, in hockey skating, um, you know, really only started 20, 25 years ago. And again, with our background in speed skating and understand the physics of skating and how you move and the biomechanics of skating for us, I mean, for heaven's sakes, my wife has two gold medals by two one hundredths of a second. So, I mean, you're talking like, you know, that far in two gold medals. So our whole livelihood depended on, you know, being meticulous and being very calculated in our movements where hockey's just kind of like, ah, you know, guys are going all over the place and just trying to go fast. So what we try to do with the organization there is refine their skill sets and make them more efficient and make their movement patterns uh, more simple and easier for them um, to conserve energy. Remember, they got to play 82 games. They want to win the cup. They got to play, you know, hundred ish. So, you know, they got to play a lot of games. So they got to be very, very efficient and it's a contact sport and moving it over 20, 25 miles an hour. So to me, it's one of the hardest professional sports around physically on your body. And so, you know, we're trying to make their movement patterns um, easier for them, more efficient, um, and less prone to injuries, uh, with groin injuries, back injuries, um, you know, hip flexor injuries as well. So yeah, I tweak kind of skates, skating, and, and just efficiency is kind of what I really hone in on and what I specialize in. Yeah. So that's interesting. You say that the, the technique of how you get that speed, you may not go a lot faster, but you'll be able to go fast longer. Is that the kind of the idea there? Yeah, and, and just, you know, like quarterbacks, right? A quarterback, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, footwork, right? If the quarterback gets off his back foot, you know, he doesn't have the trajectory and the velocity or the accuracy that he needs. Um, and the same things with skating, right? It just takes a – you just need someone there sometime keeping an eye on you to make sure you're doing the fundamentals right because it is a long year and there's a lot going on. So, you know, as I tell guys, that's what they do. They skate and they handle the puck max for approximately two minutes a game that's the high 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 end guys so the rest of the game is skating so you need to be able to skate you know very fast and very efficiently (laughs) exactly and i want to throw a quick thing over because jim is up in the northwest i'm sorry yeah he's he's north north pack northwest the seattle kraken have made the the playoffs and so i I want to give a little love there to to the seattle area team and Jim, uh, you know, you've got a son. Uh, have, you, have you guys thought about exploring any, any avenues sports-wise? Uh, has that ever crossed your mind uh, hockey-wise? Uh, he, we've, we've taken him to hockey games since he was little uh, to some, some local teams before the Kraken even, even started. Uh, so he definitely has the interest right now. He's in a lot of other, uh, a lot of other sports and, 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 and other things. So we're, we're kind of hoping that'll we'll be able to kind of finagle that into uh, an interest in hockey as he gets a little bit older. Uh, it's certainly, it's something that I, that, uh, I've been a fan of since I was a kid. So, uh, you know, it's very important to our family and it'd be great to, to get him involved. Uh, so a program like, like, like Dash would be, would be wonderful if they had that up here. Um, they have, they have, you know, Pee Wee League hockey and things like that, but, uh, but nothing regarding speed skating. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens as he gets older. And Dave, on, on that note, uh, would uh, for future would Dash be? Would you maybe want to expand that outside of Milwaukee, or have you already started to do like little little different market? We're kind of 
we're kind of landlocked just because there's really only two two indoor speed skating rinks in the United States. One's in Salt Lake City and the other one is in Milwaukee here. Um, so as I tell people, you're going to know where to find me for the next 30 years here until I until I go in the other side of the dirt. But yeah, I, I'll always be involved in speed skating and it's been a huge part of my wife and my life and now my daughter's life. Um, and even my son skated for a little bit here. So, um, you know, I, it, we have to be in Milwaukee because that's where the rink is. Um, and my son's a hockey player as well. He just signed his first pro contract with the T Toronto organization. Wow. Yeah, I was, was going to get some congratulations on that later with the, yeah, uh, the Toronto uh, so, Orleans. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're always around ice. I'm going to be around ice. And so I either got to be in Salt Lake City or I got to be in Milwaukee. I don't have too many choices. Well, I, I definitely do miss Summerfest. I will say that, which is, of course, the opposite of ice. But uh, yeah, the, the winter of 95, 96 drove me out of that place. It was just too many sub-zero temperatures. But uh, so the, the, the heart uh, is partially still back there in Wisconsin. And, and as a native Pennsylvanian, you know, I, I, there's always going to be, you know, I'm, the cold will always be running through my veins. So. Well, let me tell you, the guy that you uh, should like is Mario Mew, and he's one of the best human beings on this planet. So absolutely. Yeah. Not, if only he could, he could uh, teach the this year's uh, Penguins how not to blow third period leads, but that's a different yeah. lament for a different show yeah. as, as they struggle to get into the playoffs. Anyway, uh, so no, uh, you brought up your son and, you know, um, developmentally with him, you uh, ascending the ranks now as a hockey player. How much did he use like, uh, some speed skating training and then moving in? to that and then well, let me actually let me, let me back that up and now there's a question i want to get uh developmentally with, with hockey players later but with dash what do you uh what kind of people do you find coming in there more to train um, obviously the speed skating is the end goal with it but how many hockey players do you come in uh have coming in to yeah, so really skill? yeah i really put them into two buckets i mean if they come in for the hockey training i put them into the dash um or into the dc hybrid bucket um, so my, my hockey business is called DC Hybrid Skating. Um, and then uh, I put the Dash kids into the speed skating program. And again, we have quite a few hockey athletes that have gotten into Dash. Um, but we also have soccer kids, track kids, um, lacrosse kids. So we have kids that are in that program from other non-ice sports. Um, but if they come into the DC Hybrid Skating um, you know, they really know they're getting, it's exactly that a hybrid, right? It's some speed skating training and some hockey training. Um, I quickly realized when I got into the DC hybrid business and I got into the training business, um, and the three pro organizations that I've worked with is the players, although they're very strong and physically seem fit, um, they're not very strong actually in the skating position for long periods of time. Um, which seems crazy because that's what they do is they ice skate. Um, but we really try to use a lot of our, our speed skating techniques in the hockey world to get them. Um, you know, we use an exercise called turn skate. We use um, fart licks that are pretty common in, in speed skating. We use dry land training or dry skate, uh, low walk leaps. We do a lot of these different exercises that is so foreign to the hockey world. Um, that have, we've crossed over from the speed skating world and bringing them into the hockey world. And it's had very good success. So Grant, my son's been doing those since he was, you know, eight years old. Um, so we do a lot of inline skating as well um, on hockey skates. And um, yeah, so we just got, 
the DC hybrid business, we had just had a kid win the national championship for Quinnipiac, uh, Zach Metza, who we trained since he was a little bugger. Um, and he was, you know, one of our first clients and, and it's cool to see him win a national championship for Quinnipiac the other night. Cool. And with, with your son, what, what was that? How's that been uh, just watching him achieve the success he, he's ha- continuing to have as he moves into the uh, NHL? Yeah, it's been super fun, super stressful, a lot more stressful than actually competing as an athlete. Um, and Bonnie and I say that all the time, that it's so hard to watch when, you know, we would rather just go compete and have everything on our shoulders. But um, when it's on your kid's shoulders and and you can't control stuff and you see them trying to learn and struggle, um, yeah, it's pretty stressful. But it's it's a really cool experience. And We've enjoyed the journey so far and hopefully many years to come. Nice. And again, congratulations on that. I know it's got to be cool to watch just seeing a kid go to the next level, especially to the professional level. Yeah. And folks, you are listening to the All Over the Place podcast, the official podcast of MediaPub.Live. I'm host Eric Provazic, along with co-hosts Jim and Marty Zamora. And our guest tonight, David Crookshank. And I mentioned MediaPub Live. And you had a, uh, a business venture going on with uh, Brad over there at Media Pub Live. Uh, tell us a little bit about the MX, uh, MLX ice skates that you guys were developing and, and did develop. Yeah, so we, we started um, MLX through, again, through a Pittsburgh uh, fellow guy by the name of Mario Lemieux. And, and Mario was, was fortunate enough and, and gracious enough to step, step in with us and, and help and lend a, a graceful hand to us to um, get into the Pittsburgh locker room and get in the pro market and, you know, lend his expertise on exactly what we were trying to do. But basically I got into the hockey market from coaching and then I tried to get some skates, couldn't find any skates that I liked. So I actually had a guy manufacture a skate for me. Um, and then once we had that going, we got a little bit of juice we met Mario, Mario injected some cash and, and like I say, some ideas and locker room um, capabilities and access and, and all that kind of stuff. And it really took off from there. Um, and it became one of the most comfortable skates. I still get emails and, and messages today about, hey, can I still get the MLX skates? They really liked them. It was a very form-fitting skate, um, a very, like, chameleon type skate meaning if you had a wide foot it would work if you had a narrow foot it would work um and we really had a lot of success with that until we ran it about three years and then we sold it off to uh easton and then i went and worked for easton for approximately six seven years um and kind of branded the mako skate after the mlx skate so it was a fun experience a hard experience um but it yeah but it was very eye-opening and um and cool experience for sure. Nice. And I want to I want to kind of switch gears here a little bit, get, getting into the go back to the training. Because uh, my nephew, I, I mentioned to you, uh, he's a uh, freshman. And just a quick shout out to my my hockey loving nephew. He's a uh, skater at uh, St. Francis Knights. Actually, flip that back. He does club hockey right now. He has not officially joined his high school team. And I want to get your opinion on that with as club sports are becoming so much more prevalent now, what kind of people, I mean, just training wise, what, who's coming in? Do you have schools coming in to help hone their skills? Is it club sports? Is it just individuals? Are they coming in as a team? 
and uh, you know what? Well, I'll let you answer that first, then then I'll then I'll move on to my next question. Yeah, we're already really pretty niche. I mean, just because of um, I've been around a long time, I've been through different organizations, um, and so yeah, it's kind of word of mouth that that people come. I only really do the the hockey training in the summer, just because I'm kind of all over the place, as mentioned earlier in the podcast during the rest of the season, but kind of from June and through August, I do the hockey stuff. Um, but really it's, I got prep school kids that come in. I got D one kids that come in D three kids that come in, um, you know, club levels, maybe a little bit under kind of where we are. We're kind of triple a and, and up. Um, just because I feel like that's where I can deliver my skill sets the best to that type of, of level of hockey. Um, but certainly all the kids um, that are club kids, high school kids, prep school kids, um, you know, all have the ability to, to grow and to learn. And, you know, anything we can do to help or anything I can do to help them, um, if anyone has any questions, please reach out to me, you know, during my web, through my website, and I certainly can answer that stuff. And what route did, as a former coach, I mean, uh, what did you have your son go through? And then, because I see um, my nephew concentrating on club. He just joined his baseball team, high school baseball team, might be joining the hockey team next year. They've got a good quality program up there in Northwest Ohio. Yep. And what do you, with, with the rise of club sports, do you see that as becoming more of a feeder to the next level or is high school still... May, uh, you know, having that the for for hockey the basis for it, I guess for, ho for, for, for uh, may, may hockey because of how you're watching your son develop, yeah. and uh, and and then just an overall. I mean, you're a former soccer guy, I know, and uh, just yeah. and the different sports you, you you've seen. Yeah, certainly the soccer, you know, the baseball, the football, they have their pipeline right through high school and on they go. Um, you know, but. Hockey is a unique beast um, just because of junior hockey, um, which is kind of the aftermath of high school. Most kids don't go. It's very rare for kids to go right from high school into a college team. Um, so what actually happens is, is the kids either play in high school, which is also very rare uh, for kids to play in high school and actually move on. It does happen, but um, it's very, very few, you know, two or three players on a high school team, especially in Wisconsin and Minnesota, it might be flipped. You could have, you know, 90% of the team plays high school and then they move on to juniors. But in Wisconsin or even Illinois, most all kids play what's called a club, a triple A program. So like mm -hmm. double A, single A, double A or triple A and really only the triple A um, kids move on to juniors and then they move on to juniors and they can stay there until they're 21 years old. And then at 21, they go into college. So you see, you know, college seniors in the national championship game the other day that are 24, 25 years old, uh, which is, you know, unheard of in soccer or baseball, or, you know, you're going to have the oldest guys on your team at 22. So there are, you know, university of Minnesota had quite a few 18, 19, 20 year olds. Um, but they're one of the youngest teams in the NCAA and college hockey. So um, that's more rare. Most kids go to juniors and they play in Canada or they play in the United States in two leagues, the USHL or the NAHL. Um, and they play in Canada in the BCHL or the AJ or, 
There are lots of different junior leagues, but they usually go to juniors and then they move on to college just for their development. It's a, it's a really weird system. All right. Well, there you go. Shout out once again to my nephew, Cole, out there in Toledo, Ohio. I'm not going to give you as hard a time about playing for your high school now. Keep playing your club ball, young man. I'll be proud of you, whatever you do. Just keep kicking ass on the ice. Yes, sir. Love it. So, and uh, uh, with with Dash and uh, uh, and, and with, uh, the, the, tell me a little bit about uh, the, the cozy offshoot that you've got going on. I know you had mentioned that too. Yeah, so that's just really once once um, Easton got bought by Bauer a couple of years ago, um, I got with a partner of mine um, out in Denver, um, out in Colorado, and and really just wanted to finish what we had started at MLX, didn't finish at Easton, and now are going to finish at Tecosi. Um, and we started this other brand of a hockey skate that's going to be very unique, different materials, different setup of the skate, more customization for the athlete. Obviously, you know, some guys are pigeon-toed, um, walk like a duck, bow legs, knock kneed, um, big hips, narrow hips, um, different levers, different canathrotometry. So what we're doing is making a skate that will be um, very adaptable and very customizable, like a golf shaft. Um, you see the, the golf driver that you can basically change lofts on, change lies on, change club you know, angle on. That's what we're doing with the hockey skate. Um, and we've gotten quite a few patents already. And, and we're looking at, you know, having that skate probably on the ice here by, you know, by next September. Not this September, but probably uh, 2025 September. So we're really excited at the project. So Dave, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, um, what did you learn from the MLX experience that you are able to implement now that is making the path easier? Lots. I mean, it depends how long you got on the show, but um, <laughs> just yeah. give me two or three things. You know, lots. You I, mean, I think, you know, we went in, I think we were probably a little bit at MLX. We were a little bit ahead of the curve um, too much um, that people weren't ready for it, but we were direct to consumer. Um, you know, when we started that wave, then COVID hit and, you know, now if it's, you know, Amazon, <laughs> everything's direct, right? So, um, you know, we started that probably too early, but I'll continue on with that on this project. I don't know how much I'll, I'll probably have select retail sites that I do go to or direct stores in big cities, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, um, you know, big player cities where, you know, we have our own stores, kind of like a Nike store. Um, the other thing I learned was really, you know, follow, follow what your gut says, right. And, and do what you feel is what the market should be, not what the market says. Um, take that a little bit from Apple and saying, Hey, everybody needs an iPhone. And like, what do you mean we need an iPhone? And now iPhones are, you know, outrageous, but, um, you know, I feel with our background in skating and, and what I, I know about the skates, I, I, we have to be true to that and not try to conform to, hey, don't make it too different. And I have that argument quite a bit. I just had that conversation with a guy in a store in Canada, one of the biggest stores in the world. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't, Elon Musk wouldn't be where he is with the Tesla if he just said, hey, no, let, you know, let's make it like a hybrid and it can go a little, it's, you're either all in or you're not in. You know, so those are kind of the two main things that, that we're trying to do is go all in and um, really develop a unique product that will disrupt 
the industry um, in a way that that hopefully stands for the next 30 years. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, I, I know that, you know, I, I'm glad that Brad brought you uh, brought you into our, our, our orbit here and uh, nothing but uh, best of luck with everything moving forward. Godspeed with all that stuff. And uh, looking forward to seeing some skaters out there for us, whether it's in Salt Lake City or wherever it is for the, the Winter Olympics in the coming years. And uh, so, Dave, any other uh, any other uh, final thoughts wrap, wrap, as we wrap things up here? No, I'm, yeah, I'm all good. Thanks for, yeah, again, having me on. Nice to meet you guys. And hopefully our paths cross again over the next couple of years. And anytime you guys want to do anything else, just reach out. You know where to find me. I'm not leaving Wisconsin. Not leaving Wisconsin. I'll, I'll actually be out there a little bit later this year, knock on wood, to pick up some albums from a friend of mine in Kenosha. So, uh, but Dave Crooks, and actually what, uh, your website, where, where can people find out uh, more information about Dash and, and Dacosi and all, all the, the stuff uh, you're involved. Yeah, so you can go to dashskating.org um, and find us there, or you can reach out to dchybridskating.com uh, and reach me there as well. Awesome. Well, Dave, thanks again for joining us here on All Over the Place. Marty, Jim, Christine, thanks, thanks as always for being here with us on the show and All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. Thank you again, Brad Weissman, for bringing Dave into our orbit, and we'll be checking you out, and you'll be checking us out in the coming weeks. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take care here on All Over the Place.